0: Mary met Valencia in law no school. In no school, they went on to have three great kids. and now they all live in Louisiana. Louisiana, and wanna share with you how they live. they live. Living with the Landrys. I live with the Landrys. live with the Landrys. I live with the Landrys. Living with the Landrys. I live with the Landrys.
1: Let's get drinking, indeed. Hello, hello, hello. I am your co-host of Living with the Landrys, Valencia Vessel Landry. Thank you all so much for joining us here today. And to the right of me is...
2: Good morning. It's your boy, <laughs> Terry Landry, Jr. We're going to say the junior
1: today. We're going to say it today? We're going to say it every day. But cool. You know, hey, it is what it is. Listen, guys, today is the 4th of... July. lie. You lie. July. July. <laughs> listen, no, today is July 4th, 2021, and listen, it is what is known around this country as Independence Day, but we all know that our people were not free. Until
2: 1865.
1: Which was? Which is why I'm
2: still wearing my Juneteenth shirt You
1: are still wearing your Juneteenth shirt. And for all the listeners, but I know our listeners are so intelligent, Terry. Briefly explain to them what is Juneteenth, what we really celebrate as our Independence Day.
2: Well, you know, African Americans were, were initially freed, technically, by the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863, right? Right. However, some of our ancestors did not find out until the generals arrived in Galveston, Texas, Texas. 1865, two years later. So you really had people that were supposed to be free people who were still giving free labor to these slave masters in 1865. And so finally, when they arrived in 1865, to let them know that they were actually free is what we consider June 19th, 1865, which we affectionately referred to as Juneteenth.
1: Juneteenth. And it's important to remember that our people were not slaves. They were enslaved, enslaved. people. Right. Like, and, and so so
2: in, in honor of our libations portion. Yes. Of Living with the Landry's yes. I have unofficially declared okay. yeah. any drink with that contains Uncle Neri's right whiskey. Yeah. As the drink. Right. The official drink of, of June Juneteenth.
1: Of Juneteenth. And thus the official drink of July Fourth because we carried it. We carried on for the we few yeah, weeks yeah, afterwards. Right. So my people them, yeah, not can get free seventeen seventy six. Correct. So tell the people because you are literally giving the history lesson today. professor. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who, who is Uncle Nearest? Tell us, like, give the people out there a little history about Uncle Nearest because it has become literally your favorite drink of all time.
2: Right. So, so as my beautiful wife just said, our people were considered they, you know, people. American history has labeled them slaves. They were enslaved people. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Green, affectionately known as his uncle nearest, was an enslaved gentleman Mm -hmm. who actually taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And so
2: now his descendant. Fawn Weaver. Fawn Weaver, an Uh, African-American female. Absolutely black girl magic. A black woman, strong black woman. Yes. Has opened up a distillery in Tennessee in his honor. Yes. And when I'm telling you, a few months ago, some friends of mine put me on this. And not only because of the history lesson, not only because of what it means for our people, but yeah. the absolute taste and smoothness of this whiskey. Gotta come on. You do not want to pass Harris. up. Uncle Nares. Go find it. You come can on. find it anywhere. They will ship it to you.
1: Yes, they will. Uncle so, Nares, y'all need to pay us for this because this is free promo. But I'm telling you, but it's just so that. We believe good. in it. And Absolutely. we believe in the history.
2: Uh, if we don't support our people, no one will. Absolutely. So, you know, just and just, just the honor. To have that name in our household and, yeah. and for people to be able to experience that, I think is is a huge privilege for us. Man, and so can I, I say finish. too. Do you mind That's
1: saying how dope Fawn Weaver is? And I've never met this lady, but like I admire her from a distance. Again, Black Girl Magic, but she has amassed. million for Venture Capital Fund to seed minority-owned spirit businesses. So not only has she put Uncle Nearest on the map, but she has now gathered funds, guys, in order to promote and to to help start up new minority-owned liquor businesses across the world. So Fawn Weaver. Yeah. So we want to give a hand clap to Fawn Weaver and to Uncle Nearest, the dopest of the dope. I just wanted to give that little history.
2: Way to celebrate. And listen, Absolutely. so while we're talking about history, I'm going to give y'all something about this episode. It's a little unconventional what we normally do. It is. Um, we like to laugh, joke, and have fun. We also like to discuss serious topics. But it's not no fake-ass podcast. It's not no fake-ass
0: podcast. That's, <laughs> yeah. our,
2: that's our other hashtag, right? Yeah. But in this episode... Uh, will be a little different, right? You will not hear much from the bubbly Valencia Vessel Landry, you know, my, my wife and, and co-host. This episode will be mainly about me sharing some truth with you all. Um, And in doing that, I can honestly say that this is not an easy episode to even talk about to get to this point where I was comfortable talking about it. Uh, it's not something that I really, really, in my heart of hearts, wanted to do. Um, And it's something I still go back and forth on whether or not we should do. But... In all honesty and transparency, not a fake-ass podcast, it's something I feel like I've been forced to do. There have been lies and non-truths spread against my family. Um, Valencia has agreed to take a back seat and oh, give God me the floor.
1: So hard. Give me the microphone. Like, so hard.
2: But she will help me stay on track. She will be asking questions as if she's Gayle King. Yeah,
1: no, oh, my God. Um, so, like, no, can I say this? Because I'm going to be quiet after this and I have to get my, I have to get my shit in fast. So, like... Everybody has seen that episode. I mean that that interview with Gail King and, and R. Kelly. Now granted, hold on. Terry Terry does please, not molest children, please. nor does he have kinky sex. Gail fantasies. King
2: has interviewed thousands of
1: people <laughs> but and this you is like R. Most, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> wait. As an example. So, so wait. So this is the most Robert? recent one. That's what I'm saying. So like you'll be R. Kelly. I'll be get Robert. Like calm down, Robert. Sit down, Robert. This is my life. <laughs> allegedly he does not okay so I, I, had, I had to put allegedly in there because as attorneys we don't want to get sued not that r kelly has the money to do it meanwhile how r kelly feel when <laughs> bill cosby <laughs> got out he's still sitting there in jail listen huh? i don't ahead. listen we might need to take that out no no i listen how does he feel he's a bitter betty you know who else should feel salty uh. oj who was up there giving advice you better
0: so, o- so, so oj down. free
2: bill cosby
1: free but did you hear when O.J. said to to, be, to Bill, because I know these people, we clearly grew up together. But when O.J. said to Bill, man, just admit that you, what you did if you want to get out. He didn't have to admit nothing, and he still got out of prison. Meanwhile, your probation officer has to follow you around the golf course. I'm done. But... I'm done.
2: Because OJ said he did admit because, you know, if I did it,
1: He did. He wrote that whole book. (laughs) He did. He wrote that whole book. OJ, out here living
2: his best life, though. Let let me tell tell
1: y'all something. Regardless of what... Listen, let me tell y'all something. Regardless of what you feel at the end of the day or or what... You know, I can't talk about what happened when I wasn't there. What I do know is what Bill Cosby has given to HBCUs across Mm. this country. Mm. And so, if nothing else... He gets my respect. Well, let's talk the, about this. Let's the sexual real quick before we get into actual episode.
2: Totally I think this. Is a, I don't. My wife doesn't condone any Mm-mm. type of sexual violence, not a, assault, um, assault, rape, pred, any of that, predatory yeah. activity, any all, of those things, right? At all. But I think in the business that, that we're in, and the lives that we live, yeah, there's something that is missing that people are somewhat ignoring, and it's called prosecutorial.
1: Misconduct. misconduct, absolutely right. Yeah,
2: and, and too many of our brothers and sisters are sitting in jail cells. Yeah, because DAs and ad- attorney generals went after them with all venom and heinous, and and, and they made some improper steps. In which and is why biasness, and biasness, and bias, right? absolutely. Uh, absolutely important. Yeah, and so because of that, these people should be freed. Right, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have your freedom take, taken away. Because people did things improperly.
1: and But that has absolutely nothing to do with guilt with or innocence. Guilt or innocence. It is absolutely be- but for the inappropriate behavior, a.k.a. misconduct, of these prosecutors. Like Terry said, whether they are district attorneys, they are assistant district attorneys, whether they are um, attorney generals or assistant attorney generals or city prosecutors or whatever they are, it's because of the misconduct of these prosecutors that these folk who are incarcerated were not able to receive a fair trial or were improperly incarcerated. Thus, as a result, the way to fix that is to release them right. <laughs> from these penitentiaries or these jailhouses or whatever. And so we can't even guilt we can't even get to the guilt or innocence. Because we having to address the first issue, which is the misconduct of the right. process,
2: and we talk about misconduct, just to clarify, yeah, we're talking about using illegal or improper means to secure a conviction, absolutely, and that's really that, that's really just the, the just of it, right? Yeah, because when, so when you do those things, you should not be able that conviction should not stand, absolutely, and so we're not discussing whether or not anybody, the gentleman that we just mentioned, have been innocent or guilty is strictly whether or not they were treated properly. Well, so getting back to the top, and all of you out there, we know everybody has issues with their family. Hey, we, yeah. didn't, we can't choose our family. God has blessed us with them, whatever the case may be. Or not blessed all us.
1: However right, <laughs> <laughs> you want to look at it, it's two sides of Oh, corner, right? yeah.
2: And so this is an issue that, like I said before, we feel like we've been compelled to talk about. Mm, I feel like I've emotions been forced are compelled, to mm. talk about this, right? And then discussing some of these things, Issues that we've been having with some of my friends, I noticed that we are not alone in having these issues. And again, we're coming to you, living with the Landry's, not a fake ass podcast. So I will start off by saying currently I am, which causes my family to be estranged from members of my family. Right. <laughs> And and then we've had questions
1: about that, right? Because my family, my parents were here on the first episode. And so people have honestly been asking, you know, where is Terry's side of the family? Right, because we did promise
2: that you would get both sides, right? So I I will give you some of that today. Here we go, right? Valencia's asking the questions. (laughs) Again, this is not something that was easy, right? I was reluctant for several reasons. One of the main reasons is that I never want a negative light. To be uh, portrayed upon my wife. And so oftentimes she gets a bad rap that she, quote unquote, forces me to do things that I don't want to <laughs> do. Now, if y'all remember from episode, I think, two.
1: Two.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She didn't told y'all yeah. that I'm a grown ass man. And yeah. my name is what it is. For and a reason. For a reason. Right. right. I I have those capabilities. And so don't let the quietness fool you. Right. <laughs> right? 'Cause at the end of the day, I mean as a husband, we all say, Hey, my wife can't make me do a damn thing. We know that's a lie. But in this situation, it's the truth. Right? She could never force me.
1: I can't force you to do a lot of things. Yeah. Put yeah. your socks in the hamper. Hey, we're not talking about we, this. We right you know, clean let's up stay on top of closed cabinets. I
2: can't make you do topic. a lot of things. Anyway. All right. So here we are, right? Yeah. So we're gonna give you a brief history lesson as to like you know how this came about, where we are today, and how do we move forward.
1: And again, we're not along in this right because we found from a lot of our friends and a lot of people who we've spoken to that there seems to oh to to be kind of a, a either an underlying issue or a, or a familial rift mm-hmm. more often than not with the male side of the family. Have yeah. you ever noticed that? Usually, whenever we talk to people, it's like oh. You know, the husband's family, da 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 da. I don't know why that is. But yeah, so that's what it is. Sorry. Right.
2: So so growing up, man, you know, I grew up in Lafayette, Louisiana. Shout out to Lafayette for all of y'all know what that is. But so my my house was very much a male dominated home, right? For those of you don't know, my father was a Louisiana State trooper. Um, he is 6'6", about two eighty. He has the voice of God sometimes. It is very deep and very just stern, right? So, off top, he commanded this level of respect. And he was the breadwinner for the family. You know, my mother, Guy Ressa Soul, was a um, worker for Bell South, which is now AT&T. That's how old this shit is. Right? <laughs> and so, you know, but she, her job at the time was to, she did work full time, but she also was the nurturer and the caretaker for our family, right? Yeah. So, while my daddy took care of the bills and did all this stuff that stuff, it was the provider. He worked a lot because of his position, uh, because the nature of his work he worked a lot of weekends and long hours and so my mom basically like you know was responsible for nurturing us and taking care of us and kind of raising the kids while he was doing what he had to do to provide right not to say that he wasn't there or anything like that not taking anything away and, and again I think this is important to iterate this is not a bashing session of anything at all right yeah. this is not what we're trying to do I'm yeah. just trying to lay out what it is and like I said I think that now people have continuously bashed us and so I can no longer sit on the sideline and just be quiet right so this is why again why we're doing this so in growing up though my name is Terry Landry Jr (laughs) I was named after my father he selected that name for me my mother and sister had another name picked
1: out Terrence whatever Terrence
2: Um, but you know hey as I was born he decided that's what he wanted which is
1: kind of quintessentially right of who he is Right. (laughs) right he decided hey yeah you know you, you gave yeah. birth for 14 hours but i'm getting ready to change the name of this child
2: <laughs> anyway yeah. so in doing that my dad and i i grew up very much close to him he and i are very similar in <laughs> in our demeanor and looks and looks um i'm just a shade or two lighter than he is about 5 Whatever. So, but in doing that, so like, yeah, he and I, and I have a younger brother. So he was, but you know, he's five years younger than me. So, but growing up, my like, my dad, you know, he ruled with an iron fist, and I, and I don't mean that like he look, he didn't touch nobody. I'm not yeah, saying right. That. Now let's but he, give right, that let's
1: disclaimer. <laughs> right. There was no physical abuse. No, there was none at all. Right. Right.
2: But at the same time, he ruled with. If you had to go ask him as a child, you were scared, hmm. right? If you had to go ask him, could you go somewhere or could you hang out with certain people? Or could you do certain things it was kind of like oh damn my why are you making me go ask him <laughs> right can you go ask him for me <laughs> right That's really she won't do that either right. huh? you know what i mean <laughs> and when you got in trouble if she disciplined you you was like okay man let's get this whipping over with and then we're gonna go about our business <laughs> right but if he, if she said i'm not gonna do nothing i'm gonna wait till your daddy came home that was the long, however long it lasted. even if he was gonna be home in five minutes that felt like three hours right because mm-hmm. you're anticipating yeah. him coming home probably being tired. And not having no want to deal with this shit. And then you'd be like, okay, this man is going to beat the living shit out of me. <laughs> you know, and again, not literally. I'm saying this as a child. No, That's yeah. How thinking, you feel, right? yeah. Because, you know, whippings back then, as long as it wasn't a switch, you was good.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a little different. My now. mama used to use that switch. Oh, Not nah, mama. You,
2: yeah, I your mama. Now we gotta talk about that. we gotta talk about this later. Because I don't know if it's a statute of limitation. I, I don't you know. I don't stop. think
1: it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get her incarcerated. I'm just saying that. Right, so ahead,
2: I'm sorry. So so doing that, man. Wow. You know, and listen, my father is probably responsible for my demeanor. He's probably responsible for the reason why I'm in politics and, and my career path and things like that. Right. But in doing all those things and shaping me and molding me, I think he did somewhat make us afraid of him.
1: Who is us? My, my
2: siblings. Maybe even my mother. And who
1: are, can we, for the people out there who don't know you, mm-hmm. how many siblings do you have? have where a, do you fall in line?
2: Older sister. Robert. And a younger brother, which means I'm in the middle. <laughs> right? Google,
1: I, hashtag middle child syndrome. Google it. <laughs> my all sister
2: right. is approximately four years older than I am My brother's approximately five years younger than I am mm-hmm. So I'm right in the middle mm-hmm. and on, on, on all the cards
1: mm-hmm.
2: Shout out all the middle, middle children out there No, that's not shout them out
0: Anyway mm.
1: You can feel my pain We can shout out the babies <laughs> The babies in the family
2: but I'm the, So I'm the oldest son So a lot of things, you know Responsibilities are put on me growing up And so, you know That's just kind of how we grew up And as I got older My father and I just become extremely close We're more like best friends and father and son, yeah, right. Uh, we go everywhere together. You know, at one point, I lived when, when he had a he had a house here in Baton Rouge. Why? When he was the superintendent of state police.
1: You left that little part out earlier. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, uh, again, <laughs> Now, I could hear the Google. I could hear the <laughs> Google going on, be like, oh,
2: yeah. So you know, and look, you know, like I said, this is not a bad decision, so. First African American to state Louisiana to hold that position. Whatever you know, take that for what it's worth. Right? It's like
1: when people, you know, what this is. It's like when people be like, "Oh, you look cute, but your shoes look a little tight. Your pinky toe is hanging over the side." It's like they gonna compliment you right before they hit you with some hard shit. No, this, no, this <laughs> it's like is they, not, gonna this is they gonna they They gonna bring you up just to bring you down. No, this
0: is not. A <laughs> I'm down just
2: playing.
1: Right No, I'm just playing. No, no, That's no. Fine. I got it.
2: So, so you know, he and I. I had a place here because of him when I was at LSU. I stayed with him, and he and I, our bond just kind of became closer because he would have to stay in Baton Rouge two to three nights out the week, whatever. So so just, you know, we formed a, a great bond and, and became best friends. But with that, best friends and people that are just alike often butt heads, <laughs> right? So through the years, we wouldn't speak to each other sometimes. I remember specifically, and I don't know how you get away with not speaking to your parents, right, as a child, because mm-hmm. I was a child in high school. Mm-hmm. I went to prom. My daddy tried to embarrass me, I failed. And I ain't talked to him for like six months.
1: I've never heard this story.
2: Right? He tried mm-hmm. to embarrass the shit out of me.
1: What did he do, D? We're
2: ha- we going to talk about this offline.
1: Wait, no, can you tell me, tell me what he did? <laughs> it Part
2: really, it in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that. But it's prom, right? I'm trying to... What did he do? Me and a friend of mine take these two girls to prom. Okay. Right? And he is... I never know this side of him to be protective, right? Quote, unquote. And so it's raining... The, the prom is like maybe 30 minutes away from okay. where we live. Okay. But it's prom,
1: right? Right. So. And you're a, this is your senior prom? I'm, no, I mean, I'm a I'm either a sophomore or a junior. Wait, there's only a junior or a senior prom. Well, you prom know, you here. know, you know. Oh, you the know, lady hey, was hey, older. Hey, oh, hey, it was know, a maybe hey, December hey. romance. Hey. <laughs> 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 anyway. Okay, she was a cougar. Anyway. Got cast. So, you know what I <laughs> mean? <my> <laughs> Y'all ever seen a boomerang? My car. Shout out to Eartha Kid. Shout, rest, rest, rest rest, in paradise. Earth the Kid. <laughs> like, rest in purring. Right. Okay, we got it. I'm sorry. This is supposed to be a serious podcast. I'm sorry, t- but, but so, you married me, so you know how goofy I am. I do. Right. So,
2: so, you know what I mean? So, it's raining. So, a friend of my friend is driving. And I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but either like <laughs> we were waiting for the girls to come out the gym or something happened. Mm, y'all prom was at a gymnasium? I, I think mm. it was. I can't. I really can't remember. Right. Oh, okay. Anyway, cool. You went Not, to the. Well, in guess the what? Guess what else? This was. <laughs> what? This was the black prom i was about to say y'all went to school in the hood. There was a black prom and a white prom.
1: I was about to yeah, say, right? The white people had a crystal anyway, y'all was probably at the did. gymnasium. We probably were. Okay, But Anyway, cool. it's not a
2: point. Of the story, it's all it's good. good. Go ahead. Sorry,
1: babe. Story. Sorry.
2: So something happens where either my friend got out the car or something, and all of a sudden the back the back door opens. My <laughs> daddy slides in the back seat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and says, "Oh, it's been raining real bad. I wanted to make sure y'all made it home alive." i'll be in the back i'll be right around the corner uh waiting on y'all to do something and i wasn't paying attention i'm pissed off like what the fuck you
1: doing wait 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 you see you're in the car by yourself
2: yeah i'm in the car by myself Who, lord right and i can't remember why but i'm in the car by myself at this point yeah he's slid to tell me i'll be in the back i'll be around i'll be right there waiting on y'all to come home like you know and i'll follow y'all home because it's raining real bad <laughs>
0: Mm. I can't even
1: today. Mm. I have never heard this story. Mm. No, we've been together 12 years. I have never heard this story. So
2: we go back. <laughs> so we drive and we oh, take God. the girls back to the girl that I was dating. We go back to her house.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and she's like, hey, let's watch a movie. So I'm like, fuck it. Cool. It didn't stop raining. I'm thinking this Negro has
0: gone.
1: <laughs> he has left. Nope. Right? Mm-mm. Sure hadn't.
2: 20 minutes into the movie the phone the house phone rings
1: wait the girl house phone ring
2: yeah it's it's like midnight
1: wait first of all so this is clearly in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> these people still had house phone, house phone. right <laughs> i ain't had no
2: cell phone man. i don't think
1: oh god
2: i don't think i had a cell phone
1: oh yet. god okay i'm <laughs> this, i've never <laughs> 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 okay go ahead he got a house, the house 7, 7, So the
2: girl answered the phone. She said, "Terry, it's your daddy."
0: Oh Lord!
2: He said he waiting outside for y'all. Oh Father, help
0: him, Lord, help him, Jesus.
2: <laughs> say what now? Uh, pardon me.
1: Who? <laughs> <gasps> Excuse me, ma. He was outside.
2: He was outside. Now my friend ain't got nothing to do with this. It's not his daddy. Right.
1: This is your best friend. This is your best friend of time. Yeah. This was dust. Uh-uh. Oh, uh-uh. us. Uh uh. Oh, who is that? This is Jermaine. Oh me hey Jermaine, <laughs> that's our groomsman
2: Happy belated birthday to you Jermaine. Oh, Yesterday happy belated was birthday. birthday. <laughs> Give him to. Oh, today's his birthday. Oh, happy yeah, birthday today. Jermaine. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Our groomsman So so Jermaine looked at me like, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Okay. You know, because when you at that point, you know, hormones raging, you're a little fresh. First of all, point. were mm-hmm. you a
1: sophomore?
2: I think so. You. This is be why. This they is why long.
1: I called Terry. Oh. Wow. When you was younger I think I was I was, a, I was po- a sophomore or a junior Terry A sophomore It's like 15 No 14, sophomore is 16 No Our daughter's getting ready To be a sophomore and She's 16 She's she gonna be 16 She, she will be 15 by the time, I mean she's 15 years old By the time
2: Prime comes around She's gonna be 16
1: It doesn't matter Nasty ass You fast in the ass Terry Whatever What's the sound Fast
2: in the ass We gotta edit this Every time
1: you Fast year, in the stop. ass Fast in the ass anyway. Terry's okay. Fast in the ass So If anybody who knows me I hate
2: to be embarrassed
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Right And to me That was one of the most embarrassing Well I've been in trouble things. So many
1: times for embarrassing Right
2: That has been One of the You know That was one of the most Embarrassing things That could happen So my friend
1: Wait, The question is Did you leave
2: Yeah we had to he was waiting outside,
1: and what? With the girl, the girls was laughing, were they giggling? I, I don't remember. They were embarrassed.
2: Know, I, I just saw red. I was so mad and so embarrassed. And he
1: was outside standing with an umbrella, waiting. and nah, he was saying like car. Rain Man in his oh. car. So, hop in the car,
2: my friend. He takes us back home. My dad was like, you know, hey, I was waiting on you I told you I was gonna be, and I was like, nah, I thought you had like left. I thought <laughs> you were just making sure we had made it. You was good. <laughs> I didn't talk to him for a while
1: my, fam- my parents are overprotective And they never did no shit like that like <laughs> Well they followed you
2: on a bicycle But
1: I was seven You were a goddamn grown man Even but, though you but- were being <laughs> Fast in the ass But still like <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I mean you know Like that So That is embarrassing So, Did you, you know- ever talk to the girl again? Real talk Real question Yeah You I had do. sex with her? No Tell the truth Promise you Never. Okay.
2: So none of that stuff. You know, I mean, all the all those things happened throughout our relationship. Uh where well, we you know, something would happen. He would stop talking to me. I made him mad. He made me mad.
1: We would stop talking.
2: All the way up to our wedding. Probably okay.
1: Who is our wedding? You got married me before you. me? No, oh. Valencia. Valencia and I's
2: oh. wedding. Uh probably eight months. Prior to our wedding, ten. we stopped speaking because ten. I think.
1: It, it, no, I'm, can I just say this? I, I remember because I had never known nobody I talked okay. to their parents for 10 months.
2: So, 10 months prior to our wedding, we got into it after my grandmother's funeral because he said some shit I didn't like and I left the house and we, you know, we got into it about that. And,
1: yeah, I remember that.
2: So, that's him in a nutshell, all right? He, he will stop speaking to you. I have that trait. I've stopped speaking to my brothers and sisters for bullshit. You've never stopped speaking to me? No. I I try to be better at my old age. Go anyway.
1: Yeah, you have but you have. You, you've you stopped speaking to your brother and sister. You stopped speaking to I don't know if you ever really stopped speaking to your mom. Uh uh-uh, uh. But you uh-uh. stopped speaking to him and your brother and sister. Right. Yeah.
2: So that that's kinda of like, you know, how our relationship is set up. But at the same but time But still being best so friends. When, right? We are together, we together, right? Okay. We rocking and rolling. Okay. Like it's me and him and we got our own little jokes and shit. So
1: can I ask you a question, Mm -hmm. Robert, how did that or are you aware of of how that affected you and your mom's relationship and also how that how that affected you and your brother and your sister's relationship with you being so close to your dad? Because, you know, with him having that type of dominant presence, Right. right, you know, he kind of he kind of sucks the air out of the room or he. He, he brings the light, right? right so. Whatever his
2: the mood, whatever yeah. his mood was the mood of the house.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: If he was happy, it was all good. And yeah. I, again, this is not like I had a bad childhood. I don't want nobody to think no. that, right? yeah. Because yeah. all of us have gone on to be successful in our own right and do our own thing. Which yeah. is amazing. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And so yeah. let me tell you, yeah. like, because of him, we have had some of the most amazing experiences and opportunities that people that look like us don't always have. Hell, That's like pe- people that don't look like us don't always have, yeah. right? yeah. So again, this is not bashing or taking anything away. This is just the truth. This is yeah. just how we live and things happen. I mean, no family is perfect, right? Absolutely. I mean everybody got their own shit. Well,
1: mine's pretty close. Okay.
2: Anyway. Shout
1: out to my
2: mom and daddy. Shout out to And him. my brother Corey.
1: Mm-hmm. Go
2: ahead. Anyway, so no so nobody's perfect. We, you know, but this is how we maneuver. And so you're asking me, I know let's say I'm gonna take it step by step with each family, right? As far as me and my mother are concerned, obviously we weren't as close. As probably growing up Growing up Okay uh, Because you know Wherever my daddy went I wanted to be
1: You were his shadow
0: Right
2: I was gotcha. his shadow My daddy would leave To go to work for a weekend Or have to travel He At five years old He told me <laughs> When I leave You're the man in the house And I took that shit literally
1: <laughs> Which is like the cutest story. Ever. Right?
2: No, like literally. When he left, my mom would tell me this, i am like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm the man. My daddy said, I'm the man of the
1: house. At five years old.
2: And she would call him and be like, you got to come tell this little boy <laughs> before I have to beat his so ass. So cute. That's right? Like the and, I, and I believed it though. Yeah. So, which is why I never did it to our children because I know how <laughs> they goes. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, everything that he, I wanted to walk, talk, everything he did Aaron
1: breathed you emulated him i, I, I yeah.
2: was on him like right? that was him. That's, yeah. that's why i went yeah so it's not like that. me and my mom didn't have our own thing because she whenever he would get mad obviously that's who you run to i would run to and so she was she never held that against me though gotcha. right very forgiving Absol- Person. Oh, well, yeah one of the most forgiving people you would ever meet okay right? so what about your brother and your sister my sister was still the oldest girl right okay. so there was always she was the oldest and she was the only girl so it was always kind of like, it was a, there was a difference right okay. they, because obviously she's not going to go everywhere he goes yeah. and she's still like, Oh, that's my baby girl. Can't nobody really tell me shit about her. And, 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 that, and that has lived up to her. Not being, to say that they haven't mid- had 40, their own right but in her mid forties. He right. still treats her. Like- and then there's the dynamic of me and my brother. Mm. Right. So my brother is more so, or at least growing up, I can't tell you how we haven't really made this comparison. As we've gotten older, but he was more so of my mom's quote-unquote favorite. And I don't want to say that. Not to say that. But Let n- me it say, was a growing running up, joke, Growing up, yeah. we were opposite. Like, he was more uh, in tune with my mom. And, like, she was, you know, coddling of him and things like that. Which, again, he's the baby, right? Which kind of always happens. So it is what it is. And then our personalities are very different. Yes, they are. Right? And... Well, they used to be. Growing up, my mom, God rest her soul. But, Lord, she used to get on my nerves with this <laughs> I would buy something, she would buy him the same <laughs> Now, we five years apart, right? So, you know, back then, you know, Chicago Bulls jumper. Mm-hmm.
1: She had to buy him one same cup. <laughs> well, you probably asked her for it. Right, right? you probably did in, too. In, in her defense.
2: So, everything I got, a lot of dresses like, man, I, that shit drove me crazy. And she never understood why. And I'd be like, mom, please stop doing that, right?
1: She probably wanted her sisters so, to dress like her girl. So, up but now. then... And then also, like, oh, if, my, if I went outside to play with my friends, I had to bring him with me, right? But isn't that the plight of an older sibling? My brother can <laughs> sit here right now and tell you the exact story. Like, and we were of opposite sex. And 10 years apart. And 10 years apart. And he would be like, but I think my mama did that partly so to, like, cock block on him. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, stuff like, so I could tattletale. You know, I had a,
0: right.
2: I had a mouth. I'm sure. Had? Mm.
0: Okay. Mm.
2: Anyway, so, like, and then that, also, that dynamic also was because my aunt my mom's sister was my brother's godmother and that you know brings a certain and we were around them a lot right so that brought a certain closeness that i didn't have because my mom's friends who lived you know further away were, were my godparents and then my my mom's brother rest in peace uncle jared oh my sister's godfather uh, so uncle they Jim. had a certain connection to my mom's family that i never had right but why was that? I don't know why they made that decision. We never talked about it. Why, like, they did that, that, that way, you know? Okay,
1: so can I ask you a question? And mm-hmm. again, I know we need to move on with the story. Right. But do do you ever feel as though, growing up, that there mm-hmm. was any animosity with you kind of being, you know, your dad's favorite, for lack of a better term? Because I think that that's kind of, you know, I know that we haven't necessarily said that on the podcast. But I, I know that in, in, the, in the familiar context, right, in the family context, mm-hmm. it, it was well-established That up until recently, you were kind of your dad's favorite. You looked like him. You talk like him. You act like him. You emulated everything that he did. Mm -hmm. And so was there ever any issue growing up because you and your dad were so close, a.k.a. you were your dad's favorite? My dad says they was. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit. You're oblivious to things that don't directly smack you in your damn face. So, and
2: then, yeah, going up. <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. Going yeah. up, my main concern was like, hey, this school. I'm gonna get this school shot away so I can play ball all day. As that, that, I go outside, that was me all day.
1: And so, how has your NBA career been, since? The same as your acting career. Oh, I was the original Rudy. In my mm. mind Don't do that But I never said I'm gonna get my homework done So I can get this acting shit done My parents wouldn't even put me In acting classes They was like Bitch go sit your ass down Like that's anyway, literally What they told I mean, me
2: That was it right That's all okay. I wanted to do So amongst my siblings I, don't, I didn't know if it caused Any rift between us Personally like that I did So my dad said There was mm-hmm. you know Some deals. he felt like You know he had to uh,
1: Protect you Protect me Yeah and he take did me say that Because yeah. I never
2: had That close relationship With my mom's family
1: Whatever right I don't know. You don't know if that's true or not. Now, especially now, sitting in this situation, do you do you know if that's even true?
2: I don't know. I didn't know then. Like I, okay. never, I
1: told him that I
2: never saw. I never felt that. Like you know, I mean, I think that as his son, I was challenging. So I think as his son, I was probably like challenging, right? I I didn't. I felt like uh, unless he said it, I didn't have to listen, right? Sometimes. So really, yeah. Okay,
1: I never knew that. Okay, right. so but but as far as your your siblings are concerned, so my
2: siblings go. I think that. You know looking back You can always look back and be like damn that was crazy Uh, Yeah me and my dad were closer And so I think there were some things that my brother Wish he could have done that he didn't get a chance to do Or you know he wish he could have been As close to my dad as he wasn't you know what I mean And now granted you know my brother was a freaking troublemaker, too, going on. We didn't know, know if he would ever make it past high school.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. But he's extremely successful Oh, today. absolutely. Yeah, so, extremely. And very
2: proud of what he does and, you know, how successful he is. Yeah, absolutely. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't see eye to eye right now, but, you know, hey. That but that doesn't negate the man. That doesn't negate of what he is. But that, doesn't, and that
1: doesn't negate the man that he is, the no. husband no. that he is, or the father that he is. Abs- no, yeah. not, 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 absolutely. not, at, all, not yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah.
2: So I think that, you know, that caused some, some problems probably, right? It's probably a little bit of, I don't want to call it je- jealousy, but maybe some envy. Mm, envy worse than jealousy. Is it? Yeah. Okay, then listen, I say envy jealousy. <laughs> I don't know. One or two.
1: But I either way, you either. felt like your brother was probably envious of the relationship, of the relationship that you and right. your dad had. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, your sister had your mom... Right, so it probably wasn't as well. She had both of them, I think. She had both of them, because but it, it was a different type
2: of. But my brother had my mom. Like I, at her funeral, you remember me saying, "There's no joke about it. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. You were her favorite. Like my brother was my mom's favorite.
1: But right. not that she she loved all her kids. No, right. but that's probably right. why and she became said, closer. Yeah, it
2: wasn't about like oh she don't love him. I just you know you man look she and maybe he needed that at, at the time because like I said absolutely he was uh, a little rough around the edges.
1: Back well, I, you don't think he did a lot and of I things think for he would, attention? He did it for attention. Absolutely. He was Absolutely. He was like, hey, look,
2: it don't matter, whatever. Yeah. And when you know somebody's going to protect you from it, you kind of go on the limb a little bit. And he wasn't, still, my brother wasn't scared of shit at that time. You know what I mean? I think you, as being a baby, you learn from what your other siblings have done and gotten away oh, with Oh, he has so lived he took, his life that way. He took advantage. <laughs> yeah. Shit, right?
1: Yeah. Okay, moving on. Go. You have now spoken to us about kind of what it was growing up. Right. So, I know that you mentioned at the top of the show that you had to address some lies. Like, explain to me, to the listening mm-hmm. audience, like, why are we at this point right now? Why are we even doing this podcast? What has happened? Okay,
2: so it takes a little bit of a history lesson. I feel like things shifted once I got married. Ooh. Right? Who'd you marry? <laughs> I married this.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: God. No. no. Mm-hmm. I married. That's nice. Valencia Janelle Vesselandria. Not my whole government name. Anyway, so no, so I think things shifted once I got married. Okay, like
1: but why? I'm about to tell you if you would let me. Well, know. I'm trying to gale this shit. Help me. Help me help you. you. I'm trying to gale it. Gail, don't interrupt while somebody talking. About.
2: Robert. So things shifted once I got married. As Valencia we just talked about, you know, normally in families, <laughs> it's like mothers feel like, Hey, don't take my baby. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> and you and we had that. I started having having PTSD about this shit. I ain't lying. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm going to be quiet. Zip,
2: zip it. So, in most families, you know, you often see the mom be like, hey, don't take my, I don't want nobody to take my son away, blah, blah, whatever. I think in this situation, my father is not a person with a whole bunch of friends, right? Mm -hmm. He's very limited in that, and whether that's his own wrongdoing Mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. So, when you have his own best friend, I feel like, we've never had this conversation, but I feel like he felt, that you took me away from him. I mean, I'm just that likable that people don't want to <laughs> share me is a problem. I understand. And so I felt like, you know, that, that situation, I was the first one in my family to get married out mm-hmm. of the three siblings. Mm-hmm. And so in doing that, it became a dynamic of, you know, I wasn't around anymore. I started spending all my time. And let me tell you something. To be honest, this is transparent. I made some mistakes in the dating process of dating Valencia. Me being the man that my father raised me to be, and my, let me say my father My parents raised me to be Because my mother had a strong impediment as well Ooh. But Lindsay was living in Baton Rouge I was living in Lafayette It's about a 45-hour to hour, minute, hour commute And so I never wanted her to travel Or be on the road at night Because a lot of times That's when we saw each other, right? Or we spent the weekend After or work, case, yeah Right? right so right. it was always be like she And she offered a bunch of times Hey, I'm going to come see you And I'd be like, no I'm going to come there I don't want you to have to drive I don't want you to be on the road All these things, right? But not knowing that took away from my family being able to a get to know her better and then b getting able being able to see how our relationship was progressing and the love that we had for each other and the bonding and and just the outwardly expression of love that was there between the two of us so i feel like looking back i hindered that from happening no excuse shouldn't happen you should have just been happy and we move on but i feel like that's what happened he felt like I was being removed from the life, and we, we I proceeded to do my own thing, right? So that in there, it starts a little bit of tension.
1: Well, can I say this? Do you feel as though they, like... So that's
2: that, that kind of where the tension kind of started. My father and I would go okay. months without talking to each other. But again, I would be the groveler and be like, hey, let's talk, please forgive me, let's do this, whatever. And you it, would say and that it, to your dad. Right, and so it would be only when he was ready hmm. that he would come back around and act like nothing happened. We never discussed what happened in the past, right? It would just be like, okay, let's just move forward and he don't want to deal with it. We hate feelings. Let's just go ahead.
1: Here's a question. Why do y'all hate feelings?
2: My father's a military guy, right? Okay. So it was, I can remember at my great uncle's funeral, my mom was crying. I'm like maybe four or five years old, maybe older, maybe anywhere from five to seven. And I'm crying, right? And because I had a relationship. I had, but I had a relationship with my great uncle too, okay. right? Okay. And my dad kind of mentioned, like, you know, funerals are not the time where you're supposed to be, like, crying. You're supposed to be strong and supportive and be there for your mom and things like that. So I think he instilled early in me that, like, maybe crying and, and, and showing those emotions is a sign of weakness, quote, unquote. Right?
1: Gotcha. Oh, that's deep. Okay. So,
2: so it's kind of like, you know, and I think through that, like, even, like, you know, when things went wrong, I got a big-ass cut on my leg right now because he told me, hey, tough it out. You know what I mean? You have a keloid on your leg, <laughs> right?
1: I mean, let's call because it. Because I flipped the over a fence and
2: he he said I ain't need no stitches. You have a. It is literally it is. massive keloid on your leg. So so those type of things I think were just kind of naturally instilled in me and that's how it became. And then so if so you take two of those people trying to confront shit that deals with emotion and it doesn't work. Between right? you and your dad. Yes. Okay. So fast forward to January 2nd, 2020. My mother passes away after a long battle with cancer. Mm-hmm. And You think, at that point, families are going to rally around each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But either the day before. I was
1: like a few days before. Or or two or three days
2: before her funeral. Yeah. My father and I get into it, and he cusses me out. But why do you all get into it? We get into it because he thinks I'm upset about some flowers or some shit, when really I was upset because I felt that it was our daughter's birthday, our oldest daughter's Kirsten's birthday. Yeah. And I had to leave. Because we had been planning her birthday for months. Yeah. And you, I couldn't punish her because my mom died a few days before her birthday celebration. Yeah. Right? And so I had to still try to be her father. Yeah. Even though we're dealing with this. Yeah. Right? And could we have canceled it? Absolutely. I don't know how that would have worked out. But we we, we, yeah. we, we proceeded.
1: You don't know how to navigate right? these things. We've yeah. never done this before. Yeah.
2: We proceeded with having a celebration for her. Yeah. So I had to leave Lafayette and come. But I explained this to everybody. And was saying, let's plan this shit now while I'm here because when I leave, I don't know when I'm coming back and I got to do this thing, right? Yeah. Fine. Everybody's in agreement. Nobody wants to talk about it that night because they're tired. Get it. Well, then days go by and they've planned out damn near the whole funeral without me. I don't have any say-so, any input, no, no control or anything, right? And so that became an issue for me. And, and so me and my sister got into it <laughs> and she goes and tells my dad. Right, and so he gets and your sister to is your older sister, my first. older sister. Oh, okay. And so she tells cool. my dad he cusses me out. Of course. And so that so then for two days before the funeral, I didn't even go inside the house. I went there because we had family there, and I was bringing stuff, whatever.
1: So, what does your dad say when he curses you out? I mean, because anybody can curse you out. What does he say? Basically, he was saying uh, that I was a bad
2: son to my mom, and he had to tell hmm. me to come see her when she was sick.
1: Gotcha. Not true, but
2: whatever. Again, lies. But that's what he told me, right? He cuts me out, hangs up the phone on me. Now,
1: mom just died. Cool, All right? That happens. So your mom just died, (laughs) and he in turn then tells you that you're a bad son. Yeah, gotcha. Right, and hangs up the phone. So moving forward, so we kind of are going like trying to readjust
2: this family situation. Like I say, you think everybody's gonna come closer, and it doesn't happen. You know, not for the lack of effort. You know, we're bringing the kids there. I'm trying to see him every Saturday, blah blah, whatever. So
1: let me you, let me get Go this ahead. straight. Yeah. So after your mom has died, you you in your mind mm-hmm. have not not that you didn't bring the kids there on a regular basis before, because right. if I'm if I'm wrong, there has been some accusations that the kids were always at your parents' house. Mm-hmm. Um, but after your mom died, you res, you. Attempt to some to resume some normalcy, right, yeah. in this situation, and so you're literally bringing the kids, our three kids or our two younger kids, to your dad's house every weekend to to have a relationship or at with least him, like twice a month, or yeah, twice a right. month to have a relationship with him, and that is what and, you and, presume and to be your effort and to check on him to make sure because okay.
2: even if the kids didn't come with me because they you know they would they were doing other stuff, or I felt like it just needed to be me and him. Yeah, I, I tried to make an effort to gotcha. Say, I I know that you're quote unquote alone, you know, and my wife, my mom's not here anymore. Yeah. So let's like make sure that you're good. Okay. Right? That's, that's my interpretation of it,
1: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
2: But you start to see that it's one-sided. What do you mean? My father, shortly after, you know, a, a few months after my mom dies, gets a job where he has to, because he's retired, right? Okay. So he gets a job where he's in Baton Rouge, where we live, two or three times a week. He has to come to Baton Rouge. Okay. He has to pass. I mean, Baton home. Rouge is a big city. Okay. He, okay. He's about. He has to, in order to get here to his office. Okay. He has to pass up our home two to three times, two times a day. <laughs> okay. On two to three times a week. So you're looking at probably you better pass my house six times a week,
1: at least. At least. At least. Gotcha.
2: And we've been living in this house that we're currently in right now for almost four years, and he's been almost in, five. Almost five years. Yeah. He's been inside three times.
1: Why has he only been inside three
2: times? I why do he you said,
1: believe that he's only been inside?
2: He told me that he's not comfortable here. Why? So, for the longest time, I didn't know why he didn't come in, right? But he told me recently that he didn't feel comfortable. Why not? He didn't say why he didn't feel comfortable. He just said, I don't feel comfortable. But if I tell you, hey, this is my house. These are your grandchildren here. You have no problem with going to anybody else's house, my other siblings houses, right? Then it can only be for one reason, which is you have an issue with my wife.
1: Okay. Has he ever told you that he's had an issue? He's you never mean?
2: directly told me he had an issue with you. So but evidently he does because we also know that you and my sister had an incident which you tried to call and apologize to him and he has yet to return your phone call. Maybe he wait maybe he waiting for that maybe sent it by horse, like they did to the people in Galveston.
1: On Juneteenth.
2: On Juneteenth. Maybe yeah. just, maybe, maybe two years from now you'll get that. Yeah you will respond.
1: Yeah, I don't really care. But go ahead.
2: (laughs) Okay. So my birthday, 40th birthday, also was this past February. And so we're looking. I'm looking. I started to talk to you about I'm like, hey, man, you know, I I call my dad. Sometimes he answers the phone. Sometimes he don't. It takes a couple days to call me back. But he never initiates a phone call.
1: Okay, so let's set the scene. So your mom at this point has been, has passed away 13 months, right? We're now in February of 2021. Right. Your birthday is at the end of February. Right. And so you're now saying you're starting to notice the fact that any effort that is made between you and your father is absolutely one sided. Right. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so you're the one that has to call him. You're the one that has to come and see him. However, you are absolutely aware that he has to pass your house mm-hmm. at least six times mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. Yet he does not make any effort to come and see you or to come and see his grandchildren. Is that right. correct? No, right. Okay. And so, Don, tell us how you're feeling. It's now February 2021. How are you feeling? So,
2: February comes up, and I'm starting to have these conversations. Like, man, you know, I feel like, damn, like, he only see me if I go see him. He's only calling me if I call him. Mm -hmm. If I don't call him, it'll be two weeks. And then I got to call him and be like, hey, you know, I hadn't heard from you. Mm -hmm. So, then my nephew's birthday is in February, who lives in Houston at this time. Your brother's son? My brother's son. Okay. And I'm on the phone with my brother, and he says, hey, I got to call you back. Dad just showed up, so this is in February, early yeah, right, February early February okay, and I'm like, what? he was like, oh yeah, he' come to spend the weekend <laughs> for my nephew's birthday in Houston in Houston, which is okay. three hours away from where he lives. he has no business there, and he's going to spend a weekend.
1: So your dad is now traveling to Houston, yes to spend time for his grandson's, mm-hmm. who happens to be your brother's son's mm-hmm. birthday right Has he ever spent a a weekend? Or your kid's yeah, or birthday. No. Yeah, no. And your sister doesn't have any kids. Is that no, correct? Right. Okay, go ahead. Now my so, questions are leaving, so, so at, I apologize. At this
2: point, we're not in the courtroom. So it's okay. It's just a habit. So at this point, <clears throat> I, I'm livid. right? I, I hang up the phone. I think I immediately come to you and I'm talking to you about it. And I'm just like, it's fucked up. Mm. Because like, damn, like, bro, like, you don't come see me.
1: Right? And you pass but by you, my
2: house. But you could spend the whole weekend yeah, yeah. at my brother's house. like that. Right. that to me was just like, okay, that was the start of like, I have a problem. My 40th birthday is coming up. And look, you know, I don't, I'm don't. i not big on birthdays and shit like that. But at this point in my life, my mother has been a part of every single milestone in my life. She was there when I got married. She was there when I turned 21. She turned out when I was at 30, when I had our, our children, all those things. She not only a,
1: yours, but your siblings as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. So every every major thing, yeah. she was front and center, right? Right. And I mean, she was there like, like yeah. I mean, in there, right? No, like in, in the building. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I'm turning 40. I know that that's a huge void that's, that's missing. Yeah. For my sister's 40th, okay. we go all out. We go on a, a trip to Dominican Republic. We help throw a party. We spend money, all this crap, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And granted, we wanted to do it. It was my sister, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. My 40th birthday is coming up, and I ain't her shit. Mm. Not, hey, what you doing? Mm. Y'all got something planned. We want to spend some time with y'all. None of that shit. Mhm. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mhm. Until the morning of was like, "Hey, happy birthday." Okay, this is my dad calling me, right? "Happy birthday. Hey, we are about to go to dinner. We are about to go to lunch."
1: So now, you don't really hear anything. Your dad calls nah. you on the morning of your 40th birthday. Right? And what happens? Well,
2: first he says, hey, just wanted to make sure your phone wasn't broke. So I not, heard
1: not no me. good morning, good nah, afternoon, Because I probably no had talked to him in
2: two weeks, which I was waiting him out to see what they was going to do. So right?
1: not, not no good morning? No. No good afternoon? Nah. No good evening? Nah. No good night?
2: Nah. Cool. Hey, wanted to see if your phone was Ooh. broke. I hadn't heard from you. Okay, cool, man. Well, you know, your phone worked too, but he was like, yeah, I'm the daddy. He's supposed to check on me. Okay, cool, whatever, happy birthday. So he calls me, and I say, hey, Dad, uh, we just decided, you know, because this is COVID time, right? So we're not sure what's open, what's available, what kind of reservation yeah. we got to make, all these things, right? Right. So we decide that morning we're going to go to lunch.
1: Yeah. In
2: about two to three hours. Yeah. I call. He calls me, and I say, come to lunch. He says no, because he's going to a funeral. He got a funeral to go to.
1: So wait, wait, wait. You invite your dad. Mm-hmm. To a birthday lunch, right. a last-minute, impromptu birthday lunch right. that you're having yes. because you're they have not planned anything for you. No. So when your dad calls you to wish you a happy birthday, you say, oh, oh, BTW, we've just decided to go to lunch for my birthday. Would really love for you to drive the 45 minutes that you drive twice a day <laughs> for at least three days a week to come and have a birthday lunch with us. And he then tells you no, because he now has to go celebrate the dead well, rather said, than his living son. He said it was okay, last I'm minute.
2: Done. It was last minute, and he but had, the death he was had,
1: not. Had, the, death had, was had, not. Had, the death was planned. Yeah, they planned cool. the funeral. Cool, but the death was planned. So, so he went and celebrated the dead rather than celebrating his living son. He better tell that to God. God you know. God. So, so look, you know that that
2: hurt. You know what I mean? Like it did. Like because I'm like, damn. So okay. Cool. And look, you know, again, because it's COVID, we had to have a, we was, you had planned an amazing 40th birthday party celebration with about 300 people at this large venue. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it because of COVID. Right. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, but because you know how much that meant, we scaled it down to about 20 people and had a small little intimate thing outside at the outside venue because of COVID, right? Yeah. So, so. That lasted that hurt lasted for a little while because I knew we had stuff going on and, and you were still there and we were trying to you know, you made the day perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So my sister does the same shit. She called me my birthday. No real plan of what we doing, none of that shit. Even though like I I just mentioned all the stuff we did her for her father. So she understands the significance of it, right? And now we we're not asking nobody to plan shit because we got each other, right? She wasn't married, but still, call and see. But even when she calls me, it's kinda like, oh, yeah, I had some bad stuff happen to me. And the person I am, I'm like, just tell me. She's like, no, I don't want to tell you for your birthday. Well, why the fuck would you bring it up anyway Ooh, then, wow, right? Wow. So she tells me that, unfortunately, you know, we don't wish this on nobody, that she had a miscarriage. Again, that was something that probably could have waited.
1: Yeah, to probably February 28th. <laughs> right? That's not what but I would have done. It is what it is. But, but that, that, Selfish that's, people do selfish things. That's how it is, right? Yeah.
2: So we go forth and we do what we got to do. And then, so now, I'm going to fast forward some more to may of 2021 i my father and i have not spoken since my birthday why not because i then called him out on i sent him a message saying hey you don't you don't do any of this stuff it was my birthday i didn't do anything kind of just expressing my feelings i sent him a text message basically because talking to somebody about feelings and about how i feel is not something that i'm comfortable with especially not to him but i let him know that in the text message so i'm only sending this message Because this is what happens. So I send my father and sister a text message saying, that look, I'm not good with talking about emotions. So I'm going to send y'all this message, letting y'all know I think this is a one-sided relationship. My dad doesn't call me. You come and you don't even check on your grandkids, blah, blah, blah. Right? Mm -hmm. So we did not speak. No response. So it's now May. Mother's Day comes around. I'm trying to go pay homage to my mother. And we all go as a family to our grave. My kids want to see my father. Reluctantly... We go there to his house. Um, while we're there, I try to have a conversation with him. Try to say, look, man, let's end the bullshit. Let's stop, you know, walking past each other at the Capitol every day without speaking.
1: So you didn't talk about that. So you guys work together?
2: We don't work together, right? But my father has some position at the Capitol where he is there every day, just like I am, while I'm doing my lobbying deal, trying to get stuff passed for SPLC and all this other shit. And we see each other every day and we don't speak, right? I tried to wave to him. The first day of session, he turned his back on me. Okay. So,
1: I'm like, I'm not going to give you the chance to embarrass me. You guys were seeing each other every day at the Louisiana State Capitol. Is that correct? Right. Okay. And so, when you guys were there, were you you guys speaking at all?
2: We were not speaking to each other. We would walk past each other and not say a word.
1: So... I mean, were you guys speaking to friends of each other's or like how, how, well, did that, how does that work? So
2: like, you know, obviously he would talk to people around me, some of my friends, whatever else may be. And they were aware. They would be like, you know, people that pay attention to us would see like, hey, y'all walk past it. Y'all ain't spoke to each other. What's going on? But then also like, you know, I met a random person who happened to know my father, told him who I was. And then a few minutes later, this random stranger says, well, damn, I just saw your daddy. He said he ain't got no fucking son.
1: Wait a minute. So, your dad has gone to a complete stranger. Well, somebody he knows is a stranger to me. Okay. But to someone who is not within your family. Right. And told them that that he does not have a son, an effing son. Right, exactly. And so... Is this something that y'all do in y'all's family? Like, when y'all get into it, do y'all tell people, like, y'all's nah, business? Nah, so th-
2: that's, the, that's the whole thing, right? It's because, so my father not always, he always instilled in me, like, what happened in the family stays in the family. Mm-hmm. right? which is why this podcast is such a difficult thing. was such a difficult thing for me to decide to do because I was always taught it's who I am that, man, there's some shit going on between you and your parents or you and your family, you and your wife. That's just stay in the house. Okay, you don't go out and air dirty laundry about the fam. Okay, right, and everybody got their own dirty laundry, but you don't just go out and put your business out there. It's in the streets, right? But you broke that code. He broke that code. Your dad broke that. My code. father broke that code.
1: Okay, right? because he told people because, that. And he so didn't now have I'm fucking side. embarrassed
2: again. I'm like, hey, I'm like, okay, we beefing, but now it's to the extent of.
1: Well, why are y'all beefing? I, I to this to this point. Why well, don't even understand why y'all even beefing? And this is now May of this year. Why are y'all arguing, Terry?
2: First of all, we're not arguing.
1: Okay. Why but are y'all because, beefing?
2: Because he didn't like me challenging him on as to why he don't call or, or do whatever. You know what I mean? So
1: you said to your dad, hey, man, you don't call, you don't check up on us. And he gets, he got angry right. because you expressed him your feelings.
2: He stopped speaking
1: because you told him how you felt.
2: The day before Mother's Day, I go to my father's house on the request of my children. And I try to have a conversation with him about what's going on. I try to tell my father that, hey, I no longer want to do this. I no longer want to walk past each other and not speak to each other. I tell him that I need him. I tell him that I miss him. I tell him that I love him. I tell him that my kids need him as their grandfather because they've already lost a grandmother. All of those things are rebuffed. In fact, he actually tells me he doesn't need me in his life. Mm. He's okay. He's good. He's seven years old and he can live without me and I have to live without living without him because my I got longer days than he does, right? Mm. So when somebody tells you that, there's no really need of having a conversation. So when my father tells me these things, I decide to get up and end the conversation and even tell him again, I love you, hope you change your mind. That was ignored and he said some bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. You then come out and try to interject and say, hey, are you really going to allow him to leave without you feeling like he doesn't need him well you tell my father are you really gonna allow terry to leave with him feeling like you don't need him in his life he then gets angry with you which is not surprising (laughs) he then says to you you don't have a dog in the fight how dare you talk to me blah 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 whatever so that leads to me asking him why is he talking to you that way and it then leads to us getting kicked out the house (laughs) and when i say us i mean me my wife and our children were kicked out of my father's home, and I asked him, "Are you kicking us out?" And he said, "You damn right, I'm kicking y'all out. Get y'all shit and go." Right. right. Mm-hmm. So already dealing with pain.
1: <laughs> Did anybody provoke your dad? No. To do that,
2: no. Okay. There was no provocation on this on this issue. Mm-hmm.
1: Better come on with that provocation. Yeah. Okay.
2: He didn't. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but there was nothing that you said that. Should have, that, it that, was, that just, have what, I wasn't saying to just me, I was asking to to anyone, out, right? did right?
1: anyone say anything to your father? No. To provoke him? No. So who, would? so was there any other family, like, did any other family members at this point in time interject? No. Or jump to, jump to. My brother was out there. Okay. He witnessed what happened. Okay.
2: He witnessed my father telling us to get out. And well, let me ask you this. He said nothing.
1: Prior to your, to your father kicking us out of his home, right. what was the sentiment of your brother?
2: Well, I walked in the
1: house and told y'all, I was like, let's go. He saying he don't need me in his life. When we came to the house, what oh, was the sentiment of oh, your brother? Oh, my,
2: my brother had been for weeks trying to get me to come over there. To your father's right, house? To my father's house. Okay. He kept trying to say, I think you need to come over here, bring the kids, everything. Gonna be, if you bring the kids,
1: all going to be forgotten <laughs> and y'all going to be straight. And can I say this point? Absolutely. So, I, I'm the one that, that got Terry and the family, or Terry and our kids, to go to his dad's house. Terry was pissed at me. Like, I was, like, scared to go home. You know what I mean? Like, for real. Like, he ain't gonna beat me, but, like, he gonna be mad. You know what I mean? And, like, I, uh, I genuinely just did not want him to be mad at me. But, like, when your children are begging you to see their grandfather and their uncle and their, and their cousins and their aunt, um, who's Terry's sister, like, how do you say no to that, right? And so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter the horrible things that Terry's dad has done to this family, because he has, and it doesn't matter that Terry's sister and I are not seeing eye to eye. Um, What really matters is what these kids want. And so I'm the one that called Terry's dad and told him that those kids wanted to see him. He would not answer Terry's phone call, yet he answered mine. And he and I had a conversation and I promised him that we would wait, which we did. We waited like 20, 30 minutes for him to come home so that he could see those kids and that was not a diff- that was not an easy situation for any of us cuz like Terry said he had gone around and, tell- and told people that Terry was not his son. Um he hadn't liked me from the very beginning um and did all kinds of things to hurt and embarrass me in front of people and talk about me in front of people. Um but at the end of the day we did what we thought was best for our kids. And so um we went over there and like Again, like you said, your brother was like, oh, my God, like, thank you so much. You know, you know, and you and he has a knack. Your brother has a knack for letting you believe that he is all in your corner until he just isn't (laughs) like like. And and that's what I don't I have a problem with. I, I have a problem with you be who you are, regardless of who you are, right or wrong. What I don't like is disingenuous people who are like. Oh, I'm all for you. I'm all for you. I'm all for you. I'm all for you. To the tide turn, you understand? what I'm right. saying like, like well, he, them he, like the Judas. I them like the Judases in my book. Here's the thing, and yeah. let me tell
2: you something. You know, Valencia, you were like your daddy talking about my father. Yeah, was not your favorite. He's not. He like, hey, he's not my favorite. I don't like what he's doing to you right now. I don't like the position that our family is in because of him. Yeah, and the things that have happened in the past. Yeah, the way he's treated you, you felt, and so you were like but i kid i kid
1: yeah And i
2: mean i mean look we just having a real conversation
1: yeah this
2: might be too long but it is yeah us. right i was like fuck i don't i'm not going. i don't want to go yeah you did and you was like these kids want to go yeah we gonna go yeah cool all right so you and i and i agree with you it's not that you said we're going because i was driving i could have took my car and drove to baton rouge
0: yeah right?
2: but you made a point that said these kids want to go the kids are damn near crying to see that to see you
1: Absolutely, and not just to see him. Right, but just but to family. see their right. their cousin, like right. them, them you something about these kids and their cousins. Right, like right. they love them. they lo- and it's just it's just the five of them. Right, and so and they see
2: each other and go crazy. Yeah, they right. do. They beg. Yeah, they love to have yeah, each other. It's absolutely, crazy. absolutely. So how can you deny your children
1: that? I, you can't. Not a good parent you wouldn't. So, so we go over there and we put ourselves
2: in the damn lions den. Right, and and I try to have a one on one conversation with him. Man to man. Nobody was well. around. And so, okay, so this is not a fake-ass podcast. I keep, I keep saying it. Mm-hmm. So once, I'm going to let you tell this part of the story. Oh, my God. If you want to. You want me yeah, to Yeah, no, me you
1: me. can go ahead, brother. I didn't, listen. So
2: what happens, because <laughs> you, you're standing right there, what happens after he kicked us out? After he said, you damn right, get y'all shit and get out. <laughs> <laughs> not my turn to play Brian Gumble. You,
1: you are Brian Gumble. So let me say this. Before I say what I said, because I know people going to tell me I'm wrong. And it's fine. I'll accept that I'm wrong. But you have to understand 12 years for somebody literally taking joy out of hurting you and trying to push you out of their family. And causing pain to your husband and your kids. Caused you almost not to get to call off your wedding the night before because of his childishness. And Terry and I had had conversations before about this situation. And his he, Terry's dad is known for telling people and I'm quoting him. This is not my words. That he gave Terry's mom before she died a "quote unquote" dog's life. I treated her like a dog. He would say, "I gave her a dog's life. I did this to her. I did that to her. Did that again. No physical abuse, but off of his, off of his own admission, the emotional and mental things that he subjected her to was that of a dog. Is what he said after she died. Right? No, he's, she was alive when he said oh, that. Oh, see, I thought she, no, he she was alive. She was alive when she said that. But he's made it known that he gave her a very difficult life after having conversations with Terry. Terry has said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if my dad was. Well, this happened after the night.
2: No, I don't mean No, no, it's okay. After the night he cussed me out, I was like, how dare you say something when I feel like you might be responsible for giving her cancer?
1: Yeah, you said, you said, my daddy, if he didn't give a cancer, he made the cancer worse. Right. So I take this. I keep, <laughs> keep this mental sh- Rolodex. I good. do keep things in a mental Rolodex. So when he kicks us out, like I want to make this known. He kicked us out before we said anything, before I said anything. So when he says and he kicks us out in front of our kids, guys, I say to him on the way out the door, You're the reason your wife got cancer. You are the cancer. Mm-hmm. Now, can I say this? Terry's brother. I was going to get to. Who had been begging everyone to come to this house to make up with the daddy? Oh man, you know how he is, he says. The boy who had been not liked for all his childhood, the boy who had not been favored by his father for all his childhood, the one who is now desiring favoritism from his father now that his mother is gone, who has begged us to come to this house, who, when Terry said to him, Before all of this happened, man, my daddy said he don't need me in his life. He don't want me in his life. Who says what, Terry? Oh, that's tough. Your brother says, oh, that's tough after begging us to come to this house.
2: Well, let's put it in context. I walk into the house. I tell y'all, my father has just told me after the emotional one-on-one where there are tears coming down my eyes and Hmm. talking to him. Hmm. My father has told me he doesn't need me. He doesn't care if I'm here or not. My brother's response was... Ooh. That's, that's tough. tough. Right? When them, <laughs> but you want to get my, your but he my, wants
1: to get his family together. Right.
2: When my father <laughs> kicks us out the house,
1: when my fa- when, mom's when, when the te- word. When Terry's father kicks us out the house, he has nothing to say.
2: So when my father kicks us out the house, my brother says,
1: It's damn crickets. Nothing. But you done begged us to come over here. Nothing, right? <laughs> You have begged me for months of to
2: say, to say, come over here. So he gets out, ain't nothing to say. As soon as Valencia opens her mouth.
1: Wait, w- yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, baby.
2: <laughs> as soon as Valencia opens up her mouth, he then begins to challenge her and say what and she said me. was wrong and she's gone too far. No,
1: he he's well, screaming. He's screaming at Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean
2: he said, my brother is screaming at Valencia, my wife. My wife, not his.
1: Terry, have you ever said anything to his wife? Never. Have you agreed with some of the things never. that she's I mean, no, done?
2: No. We've had, look in the past. We've had disagreements, no doubt, right? But we made we made amends for that and all that. But, stuff but, the, but I've never crossed that line to yell at her or say anything inappropriate. But have you her.
1: agreed with everything that I she's just done? Said no, we've had disagreements. Your your sister is married. Have you ever never. said I, anything to her husband? So for the
2: record, I have never challenged or verbally attacked or said anything to my brother's spouse. Nor my sister's spouse. And, and that's that. No, never again, because we were always thought you don't cross that line with people's spouses. Right. Just in general.
1: But have you agreed with what they no, said? No, we've had me.
2: disagreements. I've disagreed with a lot of things. Right. In the past. And so but I would never do that to them because that's not my responsibility. If anything, I'm going to go talk to my brother or my sister about something I don't like about what their spouses did. And it's on them to say, hey. I need to go talk to them, whatever the case may be, right? But I relay that message to the person that I'm related to, right? Because that's my responsibility. So my brother then says that to my wife. And then on top of that, to double down, he decides from that point, he's not going to speak to us. Your brother. My brother decides from that point. He no longer. We Why? have not heard from him since. Why?
1: What is your thought? Because you don't I, know. I don't but... know,
2: obviously, because we haven't talked. Yeah. My only thing is that he's relishing in the limelight.
1: What do you mean, relationship in a limelight?
2: He, like, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier that I've always been my father's favorite. Yeah. Like, my brother has come to say, you know, how bad he felt my dad treated him growing up. So <laughs> even though my brother did some fucked up shit growing up, you know, and got in some trouble, or could have gotten some trouble, he felt that my dad, you know, disrespected him, didn't really care about was, was hard about on his, him. Was hard yeah. on and him. And he right? was from the stories right. I've heard. I right. don't know,
1: but Yeah.
2: And so you take that now. You're quote unquote because I'm not there. You're quote unquote a favorite. Your children are the favorite. Grandchildren and all this. I think he's <laughs> relishing this shit. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. This ain't a fake ass podcast, and so we keep saying this but
1: shit. You think your thirty some year old brother has never? Why let else? Go? Why else?
2: Because even though I was going through things around the time of my 40th birthday, my brother was still constantly being like, "Hey." You know, I hated this shit going on, like I'm here for you. He was still coming by the house, bringing the kids, all this stuff, so his he and I was relationship, I thought was stronger right it had be, We had become closer through this, but then all of a sudden, all of a sudden that happens, and you just cut off all ties
1: so he wasn't angry when your father told you that you he didn't want you in his life. no he wasn't angry when your father kicked us and his niece. Nieces and nephew out of the house No But he was angry Because I said Your father was the cancer in your mother's life
2: Right And so moving forward We have not talked to my brother My sister Or my father Why are you not speaking to your sister? My sister I feel as though My sister Along with my brother Mm -hmm. Have taken sides Okay I feel like none of them called me after we left there, visibly shaken by what had occurred, and said, Damn, it was fucked up that y'all got kicked out of the house. <laughs> my father was wrong, blah, 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 whatever. They've just fallen in line and become good little soldiers and done whatever he had. And then, and then, so also in conjunction with that, is also in May, is my father's, was my father's. 70th birthday in which a celebration was thrown for him <laughs> in which they were involved.
1: Wait a minute. So they didn't throw anything for your 40th birthday. No, but yeah, your father who always says, I don't want no party. I don't want to no whatever yeah. they threw him a party for his 40th. From his what I understand, birthday? I
2: don't know if they threw it. They was involved in some kind of way. Gotcha. They, participated, they were active participants in sending out invitations. Now invitations found themselves their way to multiple people that I know
1: friends of yours
2: friends of mine colleagues whatever gotcha yet at this house with no invitation in the mail i ain't got no email with invitation i didn't get a text message with invitation i think i think it might be on a horse again hey, that
1: horse from juneteenth that
2: horse from juneteenth must be that same general must be riding here uh next, 2023 i'll get it i guess but his ass you know got I mean? a highway
1: the general got mm-hmm. a highway now he should have got here by now
2: well still yeah i ain't mm-hmm. got it
1: right so Me, they did not family. invite you or the family to your dad's no, 70th birthday. No. Is there anything else they never invited you to?
2: Well, um, a few weeks before that, my father was honored as a Louisiana legend <laughs> where he brought eight people with him, my sister and her spouse, my brother and his spouse. From Texas. Included, right. From Texas. Okay. And I wasn't invited to that.
1: And that was where? That was in Baton Rouge. Like right down the street. Right down the street. Okay. So your father is, is named, for whatever reason, as a living legend in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And then they also throw him a party. And, and they invite all of these people that are that surround you and never invite you. And your brother and your sister have a hand in this. Yes. And, no, and this, these, they never invite so, you, never invite the grandkids. No. And so how did you even find out about these events?
2: Well, the, the, the Living Legends event, I found out. My brother called me and was saying he was on his way to Baton. This happened before we got kicked out of the house. I was, so he calls me and says he was on his way to Louisiana. And it's like a Thursday. And I'm like, why? And he's like, oh, they meant for daddy tonight. You ain't know? So that only was I not invited. I had no idea what was going on.
1: Did your brother do that on purpose?
2: He says he thought I was playing with him. He thought it was a, he, thought I, he, he said he thought I knew. And he you thought
1: don't think a little bit playing. of this is rubbing this in your face? Uh, I, I didn't get I'm going be honest with you I didn't get there I thought he was
2: genuine he said Because he even okay. said I thought you was going to show up As just like You know
1: Whatever Okay
2: Then I find out about <laughs> The birthday party
1: So they couldn't throw you one But they threw him one
2: Yeah Gotcha I found about the birthday party From a colleague at the Capitol Who <laughs> is You know Who comes in between Asking me about the event And I have no idea What she's talking about And she has to explain to me What's going on? She had to explain to me that my sister sent her invitation. <laughs> Your sister? Yeah. So I also got a text message from a family friend in North Louisiana who's asking about what's the attire for the event. And I didn't really, I didn't, wasn't thinking about it. I didn't know what she was talking about. So again, I'm embarrassed, right? Yeah. But I think most importantly, like, I'm hurt. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. man, look, we've been through some shit. My father and I have been through some shit.
1: But everybody but at, has been at, through some shit with your father.
2: But at the end of the day, <laughs> oh I never thought it was that bad. So at this point, not being a part of this, like we, my father and I have gone through shit. Everybody in their family goes through stuff, right? But for you to take it this far, for because then, like I always felt, if this shit is about me, what about your grandkids? What about your daughter-in-law? Right? What well, he about? You don't like me. So. <laughs> what about Whatever. your sister-in-law? However the case Whatever. may be. At the end of the day. They don't. We like me. we've always talked about this though, right? Yeah. You can't have grandchildren or but nieces and nephews without
1: the originals, the parents. Without the parents, yeah, absolutely. specifically without you. But they don't like me.
2: Why but, you think, Why is that? Why you? Think I don't know. Don't
1: I've like asked you, you that. I've asked. i no, Well, I mean, that. according to your dad, your sister doesn't like me because she's weak. I don't. I've never done anything to your brother. I, I don't know what his issue is. Okay. Your brother and I, I mean, your sister and I were, I thought, I believe, to be very close until she started dating her now husband. Like, I mean, you and I would get into arguments because I would be like, oh, we're going to New Orleans. Let's invite your sister. Oh let her stay with us. Yeah, let, we room. have a hotel room. <laughs> Let's invite your sister. When like nobody else, especially your brother and them, they never want to really be bothered with her. When she was by herself, I just would be like, oh, let's invite your sister with us. Oh, oh, your sister is turning 40? Let's go to Dominican. Like, let's go on a trip. Or, you know, like, because I, I don't have a sister, right? Mm-hmm. And so I tried very Hard. No,
2: right. You went all out.
1: Yeah, to like really... And you always said, I
2: wanted that to be a sister. Yeah, I I
1: always wanted to be her sister. And whether it was like the annoying little sister or what. When you and your sister would get into it, like I would get in the middle and be like, hold on, wait a minute. Terry, you wrong. You can't... You know what I mean? Like I would take up for your sister in situations... Right, I feel like y'all ganged up on me sometimes. Yeah,
2: like... Matter of fact, I remember when (laughs) y'all walked up without my ass and I was (laughs) like, what the fuck going on?
1: No, I mean, I just, I really wanted... That type of relationship with her. And I thought that we somewhat had it. And then it's like, you know, all of a sudden, I I don't really know what changed. And it's like all of a sudden overnight, she was angry at me and she hated me. And it was, you know, I became all these bitches. (laughs) You know what I mean? I became these bitches. And, you know, it it was so bad that I did not attend her wedding because I did not feel... Welcome, which again adds to when the kids said that they wanted to go see your your dad and them the day before Mother's Day. It was very difficult for me to be like, Okay, we going because the last time I was there, your sister called me a bitch and said that I wasn't a part of her family. So I guess to say to say that is to be like, you know, yeah, like this is Terry's family issue, but people don't realize that it literally affects more than just than just me Than just you I mean you right. talk about You want to talk about What Langston said After your dad kicked us out
2: <laughs> Yeah So I mean you know As parents man You know with our kids We always like You worry about their psyche Right Yeah Um, All our children Have a, a sensitive spot And you worry about them So for that night Langston comes to me And says hey, Our uh, son Our, our only son, boy Our, our, yeah. son, our yeah. son Langston <laughs> comes to me and says hey dad did, did pops? he's seven years old right, my, right? My, our son is seven years old mm. our son Langston is seven years old he comes to me and says hey dad he calls my father pops he says hey dad did pops say mean things to you today and I'm like hey again still under that psyche that no, don't want to portray family business in a bad light, even to my own son
1: yeah
2: he said and I say no pops didn't say anything we just got in a disagreement we're good right yeah he says, Langston says to me, Dad, make me one promise that you would never give up on me. And I say, well, Langston, what are you talking about? Like, why would, you know, what you think, did you, do you think I gave up on Pops? And Langston says, no, Dad, I think Pops gave up on you. And I'm scared that when I'm older, you're <laughs> going to do the same thing to me. My God. Right? And so if that don't move you to tears... I don't know what does. That a
1: seven-year-old right? feels like that it is normal for a father to give up on their son. Right.
2: Or that's expected, anticipated. Yeah. Or what kind of stress is that? Wait, right. And so find- and so Langston and my children and even my wife were all close to my mom. So you feel like at this point in our lives, on January 2nd, we lost my mother. My wife hmm. lost her mother-in-law, which is often not paid attention to or, or, or I don't know what's the, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, not recognized, I guess, and my children lost their grandmother, right?
0: Who so they husband, still cry about, right? It, like, over as of a yesterday, year and a half right?
1: later, um, yeah. But nobody calls about that shit, and and right. and checks on that. So
2: we have not spoken to my family since May, uh, whatever date, the day before Mother's Day um, of this year of this, of twenty twenty one.
1: And what about the girls? Like, how do the how are our daughters? Do you think that they deal with that in any kind of way? Well, I
2: mean, you know, Kirsten...
1: Our oldest daughter. Our oldest daughter, Kirsten,
2: yeah. who's 15, who never shows emotion at in all. that sense... Yeah, at all. ...was very upset that day. Yeah. the day of She didn't Mother's even want to go over there. She didn't want to go because she knew the things that were going on about, you yeah. know, the, the birthday and... How I was feeling, and so she, you know, and cause not she's, that we talked to her about right, it. She but asked yeah. questions, though, and yeah. we don't, you know, we don't, we try not to lie to our children.
1: But she didn't even want to go, and she
2: didn't want to go because she was uncomfortable, right? It, she felt that yeah. she felt a certain way, she felt a certain way of protecting her parents in yeah. that
1: sense. And who has, she has her own cell phone and her own social media, right? And she sees the things that, you, that Terry's family post in mm-hmm. order to hurt us. <laughs> Because that's the thing, people post things and they don't think your children see that, but they do. And 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 they don't call, I'm sorry, baby. No, go ahead. But she has a cell phone. Mm -hmm. They don't have to like us or do, Mm -hmm. they don't even call her. Mm -mm. They don't check on her. Right. And she wants to know, like, why aren't we, like, they don't consider us their family. Why don't they love us? Mm -hmm. Which is
0: hurtful.
2: No, absolutely. And I think that was, that was another part of being estranged and it would lead to us, even kind of further distancing ourselves is that after the birthday party, not only were we not invited, but then they're taking family pictures.
1: They're taking family pictures. And, and then your brother who, let me tell you something. I was so like, y'all have to understand, like my whole time of being in Terry's family, it's like, oh, we love each other. Oh, that's my brother. Oh, you know, like they love each other so much. Now, they love ain't the type of love I grew up with, but nonetheless. But it's like, regardless different.
2: of what the beef is, when it's time for- Y'all,
1: they love each other, right. right? And so, for us to be on social media, because even though we're not speaking to anybody, we're still kind of like, quote-unquote, friends on social media. We can see each other's profiles.
2: In the words of Bunumar, we lead the door open.
1: We lead the door open, right? <laughs> but Terry's brother, for his dad's birthday party, literally puts up like 30 pictures. Yeah and tags.
2: Everybody that was in each picture.
1: Everybody that was in each picture. So Mm -hmm. even if we didn't see it on his page, we saw it on Terry's aunt's page. We saw it on on Terry's cousin's cousins page, Terry's uncle's page, Terry's friend's page. like You know what I mean? I'm like, co-worker's page because they literally, like I want to tell y'all, they when I tell you they invited, like literally we in the middle, they invited everyone around us. They invited everyone around us. And so, from my understanding and we don't know it was like it was in, it was intentionally done that way well i mean so that we you can could see only, it. you could only yeah. think that way and
2: i think that's yeah. what led us to find or led me to come and say we're just going to i'm deleting everybody from social media
1: yeah and they took a family picture and right. was like this they is took, our family they took
2: a family picture <laughs> like, with that's
1: so dirty with with not only Wee. my sister
2: and her husband my brother and her his wife and, and their, their children and their children yeah and just put it up as like. And her old, parents and, and were there. Like, it was. Right. Like and the it's whole like, family. this is yeah. our family. Yeah. Right? Without us. Without us. Without five people. And it wasn't like, hey, this is a family picture with five people missing or some people can't be here. So,
1: again, yeah, man. They erased I, I, I think, us. Yeah. They erased us.
2: I mean, that's, her, that's hard. You it's know, that's horrible. hard, right? And then my wife is kind of being doubly affected because she has her own feelings. But then she has to worry about how I feel
1: <laughs> and our kids. And about how our kids feel, especially Brynn. Right. Our yeah, because and yeah. my youngest
2: daughter. Yeah. Pops was her everything.
1: That was her best friend. Right. You can ask
2: you can ask <laughs> she's her. She's five. She's five. Yeah. She can ask her today if I say, Who do you love? She's like, I love daddy and I love Pops. Well, not today. Right? It's a little bit different. Well, I mean, today. you know, yeah. anyway. I think she still says that. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I mean, just to take that, you know, you've had that taken away from your from your family and that dynamic. And again, your 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 thoughts are, hey, we still family. No matter what we go through, we still family, and we gonna always show up. And so for you to just be excluded, um, and then have to, you know, face your wife and face your children is difficult. For my wife to have to worry about us, and have to go through her own thing and their own issues, and
1: for us to our kids to ask like, why don't they come to our birthday party? Yeah, right. or like, why don't they come to like our baseball games or our football games or our, you know or our basketball games or like they go to the other grandkids stuff why won't they spend night? at we we want we want pops to spend night at our house the way that he spends the night at our right. cousin's house
2: which is why we had to remove social media right
1: yeah because they see <coughs> that like
2: and then, and then like you know for yeah. the little kids obviously they don't see social media but they hear we talk about it. like if kids say hey i saw they was at and they were like oh why they don't come spend the night you know why didn't come to
1: spend the night? Why they didn't come? They didn't come to our my our house and, for my birthday party. And the thing is, like, the, so the, the, the big difference
2: is my mother spent the night here, right? A, f- a few nights. Yeah, yeah. She came in. She, I was birthday always party. Here. She might have been always the first here. one there, right? Yeah. So it's different now that, that, with, that, like a, that gifts. Yeah, right, with like forty Yeah,
1: like forty gifts.
2: And so I, I think we and look the reason why we're talking about this is because again. You just get pushed to the limit, right? You know, enough is enough, right? Recently, within the week, we learned that not only did they take pictures, not only as your dad's birthday at party? my dad's birthday yeah. party, not only were their family pictures taken, not only did they invite everybody under the sun except us, <laughs> but my father gets up. I guess as part of his speech, and says, and my doing his birthday says, party. This is for okay. his birthday party." Okay, my father says, "I have my." sister my, i'm sorry my father gets up and says i have my daughter here with me i have my son here with me but my prodigal son is not here and i need y'all to pray for
1: him wow
2: why do i need prayer which i always need prayer thank Wait, god you listen I mean? we listen, love we the all, lord right? we, we love need. the lord but my issue with that is you made it seem like i along with my family were invited and we chose not to show up. They
1: never invited us. We can't
2: show up at something we know nothing about oh and are not invited God. to. I didn't know where it was. I didn't know what time Dude, it started. I didn't know anything.
1: How cruel is that?
2: <sighs> and I mean, again, man, this is about like how many punches are you gonna and I and I'm because what happens, what y'all don't know, is when people ask me about my father at the Capitol or ask my wife about him, we just say, Oh, he he good. He's okay. Or I even make a joke, hey. I might be like, Oh, he probably over there talking shit to somebody, you know how he yeah. is. And keep it moving. And so for you now to try to slander us because he's also going around, he told Valencia's cousin.
1: Yeah. That I won't we won't let him that I won't let him see We're
2: keeping the kids from his him. grandkids. Which right? is
1: you don't want to see your grandkids, Which, man.
2: And that's, that's another piece we didn't talk. I sent him a text message saying, if you want to see him, all you got to do is pick the phone. We have not. That phone has not wrong.
1: But he goes right? around. Right. That phone is not. He has gone around. He has gone to Terry's place of employment and to tell people he doesn't have a son. And he's calling Terry a punk. Right. And he's talking about Terry to his friends and to his coworkers. And he's bad mouthing Terry. And he's passing by our home. And he won't come in to see these grandkids, and then on top of that, he's bad mouthing me, and he's saying I'm keeping him from the grandkids. He's saying these things about me. But you call, and you won't invite us to your birthday party. But you calling him the prodigal son,
2: right? Because the last time I checked, the prodigal son me, said, "Give me my inheritance, and I'm gonna go away and do what I gotta do." And then came back begging. Last wow. time I checked, we wasn't begging for nothing. But guess what? All in all, what son? What daughter-in-law? What grandchildren don't want a relationship with
1: their
2: father, father father-in-law, and grandfather?
1: Or aunts and uncles. aunts and uncles. And cousins.
2: Especially when we have done nothing to you. At all. God forbid, I pray to God that nothing happens to anybody in his family. Yeah. Anytime soon. I think far too often that's looked at, well, that's your dad. Hmm. He's 70 years old. (laughs) He ain't got much longer. We don't never know how much longer we got.
1: At all. So Tomorrow is not promised. Right. My and they right. Got to live
2: with that. right. So I think the purpose of doing this podcast was just to say enough is enough. We're tired of the lies. We're tired of the rumors being spread that aren't true. We're tired of having to sit back and listen to all the bullshit that's being spread while we just kind of sit here quietly and live our lives, which we live great lives.
1: We um, do. We, we are blessed
2: beyond yeah. measure. God has been. So amazing to us, especially since some of this stuff is going down. But it's hurtful, man. I mean, we 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 bleed too, you know. And so I think another part of it was in having this conversation with some of our friends who we consider family, and they've had to go through similar experiences, and are going through similar experiences. We wanted to share this with you all because we want to know. We want y'all to know. Sometimes it's okay Hmm. to not to remove toxic, whether it's people are toxic feelings, or toxic environments from your life. Right. Right. And sometimes it's your own family. Hmm. Um, It's unfortunate, uh, but it happens. It's not easy. Uh, Valencia will tell you there's been a many of tears (laughs) (laughs) shed surrounding this situation. And I think it's it's, it's 10 times worse when you've
1: lost a parent. Yeah.
2: Than to feel like you've lost another one who's still living and
1: breathing. And can I say this, T? Like, we don't pretend to be that like our marriage is perfect. Absolutely. by any means. I mean you're awesome, Tam. I mean you're crazy. <laughs> um, but ninety nine point five percent of our arguments have been about Terry's family. Man. Like we have gotten to the point where we're like, okay, let's just get divorced. Like let's just not even be together because I think a friend of mine, a friend of ours, actually said it perfectly. It was a battle between for the longest time. Let me tell you something. We've been going like we're giving y'all within the last few months. Right. This shit has been ongoing for like twelve years. Okay, like nonstop. So we had a, a great conversation with a, fr- a few a, a couple who are friends of ours like a few months ago, right. where the wife was saying that she had a similar incident with her husband, and she said to him like, "Look, either you gonna be a son." <laughs> Or you're going to be a husband. And I never thought about it like that. But it made the perfect sense. Because for 12 years, up until recently, Terry has literally been torn between being, t- between the two. Right? And so, it's like he would try to be a son. And it was like, oh, you're not doing enough. Oh, you need, we need you here more. We need you, this, we need you this. We need you this. We need you this. You know, it was almost like a competition. And then he would come here and I wouldn't make, you know me, I wasn't making it no easy for him. And so I would be like, well, why do you always, why you got to go to your daddy house and cut grass? If you over here and we got our own grass to cut, you know, or like, you know, why, why can't your family be there for us without having us jump through hoops Mm -hmm. or whatever the situation is? And and, and And listen, in his defense, he did the best that he could. I didn't understand that. I think, you know, you grow a lot in marriage, right? I think I understand now how hard it was for him, but it's really, really been a lot because at the end of the day, you know, you're dealing with a person who you may absolutely love, but who ain't necessarily right. Right. And talking about your dad. No, I I think, think, and he, and uh, he wants, I'm sorry. And he, it's not okay for us to kind of be in strife with him, but now he needs Terry's brother and his sister to be in strife with him, which we learned last weekend at at the at the the funeral of Terry's aunt and how he whenever Terry's sister would come around us, or, would, anybody. or anybody would come around us. He wanted know, to isolate us. He wants to isolate us. And so he would loudly call and beckon for them to Come and talk to him, though he had nothing to say to them. So, like, if they're sitting there, stand like so. Just imagine, y'all, like we're sitting there and we're standing in the graveyard, or we're standing at the repast, and people are talking to us, or we're around people, and he's like, such and such, come here, and he don't have nothing to say to him. He just don't want him around us. I mean, this is the type of childishness that we deal right. with. <laughs> like and I, and I think, this type of because it doesn't stop. No, I, I think
2: yeah. you're absolutely right, and, and first of all. I had to learn from my first cousin that my aunt died. My sisters, my brother, and all my father would call or even send a text message saying, hey, "Yeah, your aunt died," right? Which, Which is bizarre and we're until, praying for them. Yeah, and what they're going. Praying through. for all yeah. my cousins. And, Absolutely. You know, we know how it feels. Uh, I think, you know, Valencia touched upon about, you know, years we had battles or whatever. And, you know, it was kind of she was trying to say, like, look, man, certain members of your family don't have our best interests at
1: heart. At heart. So. So, yeah.
2: So I'm always like, man, I'm never going. Yeah. Walk away from my family no matter what. Right. Yeah. They might do fucked up shit, whatever. But then in return to have your family walk away from you <laughs> when you didn't do nothing. You know well, what I mean? And, yeah. and it's like that's the biggest like dagger to the heart no i'm just saying for years you just be like dog look my family and i we battle we go but that's still my brother that's still my sister that's still my father and you know i'm never gonna i'm always gonna be around them and then for them to take take this stance it's just like man you know that's the toughest part so
1: can i tell this story and we can take it out if we need oh yeah i don't know just so like for instance like y'all like we are totally different in the sense of I'm the type of person that I'm like, I don't care who you are, whoever you are, family member, friend, coworker, whatever. If I don't feel like you have my best interest at heart or the best interest at heart of my family, I'm going to walk away from you. Mm-hmm. Terry is like most black people. Like, oh, no, we family. Family is all you got. I don't mean to make you sound like a slave. Did but- <laughs> yeah, that sound like Excuse uh, me, an enslaved that,
2: that person. That sounds
1: like an old boy from Django. An enslaved person. Oh you know um so okay but no um but we we differ in that because i'm like i don't give a shit wrong is wrong if if you if if you ain't for me you ain't for if you ain't for me you against me Uh that's my whole philosophy terry like nah everybody like that i'm very cut and dry we differ (laughs) on that so long story short this terry's right like for (laughs) from the beginning i'm like dude listen Everybody ain't for us, right? I understand we can love them. Like, that's just your family. We can love everybody. But everybody ain't for us. Everybody ain't for our success. And sometimes sometimes I was wrong. I will absolutely say that sometimes I jumped the gun on it. I was not right. Sometimes I was right. (laughs) And in this situation, I feel like I was right. And so we've had plenty of arguments about the fact that I feel like people were envious of our relationship or jealous-hearted of Terry and didn't want Terry to succeed. And we're trying to backbite Terry and so on and so forth. So, this past Christmas, <laughs> Terry's sister and I had gotten into it. And I no longer felt comfortable at Terry's parents' house. So, Terry went there, went to his parents' house along with our three kids on Christmas Eve, and left me by myself. And I was so sad, y'all. Like, I was sitting here on the floor crying, wrapping gifts. I mean, like, literally, the wrapping paper had tear stains on them. It's fine. I don't need you to feel sorry for
2: me. Well, then you were wrapping paper. you were wrapping gifts for my family. No, I was. was
1: I, I was wrapping some stuff for your family. I was. Okay. Um, but Terry took the kids. And listen, that's not his, you know, it is what it is. I thought that it was something that I would be okay with and found out soon thereafter. Right. I was happy.
2: Yeah, we did have a conversation. You said, no, I'm okay with you going.
1: And then found out right before y'all left that I wasn't okay yeah, with it. But right. by that time, Terry was like, mm-hmm. well... This is my family, right? And I'm going. The kids, we taking. Them. I'm going. Yeah, and so you stayed there like a long time, like, like four hours. well into the other, like like after midnight, before you got home. Okay. And I'm sitting here and I'm wrapping gifts and I'm some sad because at the end of the day, I'm thinking to myself like, how can you go <laughs> to your family's house where your wife, the mother of your children, is not welcome? And yet you go and you celebrate like literally everybody is there with their kids and their spouse, but you and you Mm -hmm. don't see nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And we had the biggest argument on Christmas Day because he literally was like, you are not going to be happy (laughs) unless I don't have a family. Like, you're not going to be happy unless I walk away from my family, unless I have no relationship with my family. And I'm like, no, like, that is not it. And genuinely, guys, that has never been it. I have never said, oh, I don't want Terry with his family. I don't want Terry around. Well, my thing is, is that you cannot allow, keep allowing your family to disrespect me and disrespect our family and disrespect the sanctity of our marriage simply because they're your family. That has always been my position. And so, like, we got into like, again, once again, one of situations, like, well, should we even be together? Because if you can't understand that you can't leave your wife for Christmas, and he's like, if you can't understand that your husband got to go see his family. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, excuse me, for Christmas Eve, then we don't need to be together. And two months later, <laughs> right. his family situation. decided on their own they didn't want. Yeah. So, like, like, he was, my husband was literally willing to, I'm not going to say walk away from me, but he was willing to kind of to go against me and what I wanted and my feelings and my desires and whatever the situation was in his family in order to, appe- to appease his dad, his brother, and his sister, and they will not even give him half of that. Mm. They won't even do that for him. So, what I'm tr- so no, yeah, my purpose of yeah, saying yeah, that, because there is a purpose, in saying that is like, dude, everybody won't do the same thing for you. Everybody don't have your same interest. Everybody don't love you the same. Everybody won't give up the same for you. And when you say like, the same,
2: you're saying everybody's not going to love you as
0: you love as them.
1: As you love them. And so, like, at the end of the day, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying be selfish, but ultimately be selfish in what you want out of life, and what makes you happy. And if those people really love you, then they will still be there for you. They will still be your family. They will still be around but you can't live for everybody else and make yourself miserable because because we've learned the hard way is that when the tables are turned they won't do the same for you
2: man that that preach you got to preach that word sister. listen i think that uh <laughs> that was my I holy mean, ghost no, i think I think, <laughs> I think that's a good segue to a close v yeah. we got our kids waiting on us to Absolutely. pop flowers today Absolutely. and all this stuff great Absolutely. you know what i mean even though we celebrating june team not Fourth of July, uh, we still going to, you know, eat some good food and do some things. You know, we got a day off. Well,
1: Terry, you are the prodigal son.
2: uh, Well, whatever. I'll be whatever. You know what I mean? The prodigal son. So I I think that the the main thing in this is, you know, this has been a struggle for us. But what we've realized is that we're stronger together. And I'm talking about stronger together, stronger with each other. And I think that you got to do whatever you can do to protect your own peace. Because at the end of the day, that's all you got. Right? People will do everything they can, silly shit, dumb shit. Childish shit. Childish shit. (laughs) False shit. Because that's what this is about. This shit is about false shit that is going on. And we had to share our story, right? And I think that at the end of the day, our message to y'all is protect your own peace. Mm. But my message, if they listening to my family, is that no matter what happened, I still love y'all. Mm. I just can't let y'all destroy my peace. And I hope one day y'all will recognize that I was here through thick and thin. But when the rose or the tables was turned, y'all walked away. And y'all ain't just walk away from me. I could give a fuck about me right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Don't Uh, cry. Don't cry, baby. It's about
2: my kids, what they suffer through. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, like.
1: Don't cry. I grew up with
2: them, right? These people that I shared everything with. And so you miss them. Regardless how fucked up they are, regardless of how cold hearted they think I might be,
1: baby, you not you in it, babe. Right? You ain't. Well, I mean, never that's, the, that's the that's the picture they paint. No, painting, babe, right? you ain't so, never cold hearted.
2: So I'm gonna tell y'all this. Let me get out of here. <clears throat> Mental health is mm. a real thing. It's real, right? Yeah, whether they come is. through grief, whether they come through whatever, I think that my father, you talk about, pray for me. I pray for you, sir, mm. because I believe that something has gone wrong, whether it's in your heart whether it's in your mind or whether it's just emotionally, spiritually, whatever.
1: Is he the same person?
2: The man I once knew, the man I idolized from what he's done in these situations over the last few months, no longer lives. Mm. And so the new man that is standing there in that body is not the father I knew. It's not the man that would always told me. Uh, it's not the man I thought that would love me unconditionally, as parents should. So man, protect y'all peace. We appreciate y'all giving us this time to kind of set the record straight. But we never want to leave y'all with just an empty message. Just be like we venting. So truly, this is just about you can remove toxic people from your life and toxic situations, even if
1: they're your family. family. Yeah, and at the end of the
2: day, especially in the black community, protecting our own peace sometimes is the only way we can get through. And so, if that's the message for the day, protect your peace. V, I'm gonna let you close it out.
1: Protect your peace, and don't let people use campaign slogans to describe you. (laughs) Hashtag prodigal son.
2: And look, we apologize for these delays. We're gonna try to be more frequent. Yeah, it's just life happens.
1: Because we also want to talk about how God will bless you in the midst. In the midst of the test, we also want to talk about that. Right. We want to have some
2: more guests on.
1: What? We, we still got to bring Mark God back. We still got to bring Mark back. We had to clean up his last one. <laughs> My God, if y'all would have heard it. Um, but no, we have to. We have to bring as our friends back and so many people who we love, mm-hmm. who love us, right, uh, unconditionally, and just kind of talk about what we're going blessing. through. Yeah, who we're going through as young black professionals in the South, as as married people, as as parents as whatever we are because we because guess what we're more alike than we are different right and so we want to bring some people in we want to talk about what's going on um but we it's just something that we felt like we had to address or terry really had to address do you feel better t at all it's a weight
2: it's hard yeah Um, yeah yeah, you know it's hard to talk about these things uh but hey
1: god is still good god is
2: in the Healing business
1: Yes, he He's still good So he's still here And him. and God will This is will, therapy um, Yeah it is therapy right? We need to stop paying our therapist um, Cause this is <laughs> no. what it is It's we free right here <laughs> No but listen it um, We're good Right yeah. And so Y'all um, pray for our family You know yeah. what I mean Pray for
2: healing Pray for peace We love y'all But we, hey You know what I mean We we love, we love everybody We might not like Hey em. Valencia <laughs> I love you
1: Terry I love y'all I love y'all We are Robert Cue the
0: music now- Terry met Valencia in no school, no school. And why don't have three great kids? And now they all live in Louisiana, Louisiana. And wanna share with you how they live. They live. Living with the land living All I eat of the life living with All I eat of the life living with landry. All I eat of the life, living with the land let All I drinking! life